Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the venue. Uh, I got a guest here with me. It's Billy Reed. Hello, how's it going? Uh, so, I don't know how much I can say about what you do. So, uh, I found him somewhere. <laughs> doing I was <laughs> around. <laughs> he was doing things. And uh, he, what would you consider yourself? Um, well, I am a, a busker. I mean, that's how I make my living currently as a street musician, but uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. So first and foremost, I'm a singer-songwriter, but uh, busking is how I uh, do my moonlighting, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, because I, I like, uh, we just started recording just like, because I, I had stories and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't fucking give it all out now. Fucking wait for the podcast. Yeah, you want to save some. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you're a singer-songwriter. Uh, you do a bunch of busking. I found you, at, where was it, at the CVS, and you were busking. And literally, I went to go buy strings or some shit. <laughs> and as I was taking off, I heard the guitar. So I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. My buddy was in the car with me. I'm like, hey, I got to stop. I have to. It, this <laughs> oh, sounds thanks. cool. So I stopped, uh, parked the car, walked to you, stayed and listened. You took requests and everything. <laughs> And I was like, oh, cool. This dude is fucking cool. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so how, how did you get into music? Um, well, I started in, in high school. I was like 15. And um, I mean, I'd always, you know, always liked, liked music since I was a little boy. And uh, or even, you know, earlier than that when I was a baby. I remember uh, being in this uh, swimming pool at like some health club or something with my mom and uh, Michael Jackson was in the background playing some music so um, I just remember that floating in the water while Michael Jackson's playing in the over the PA system you know so um, that was pretty cool and um, then after that I was like singing Michael Bolton in the shower when I was like <laughs> I was like six or something like that of course you sing where it's where it has the best acoustic exactly I like that <laughs> reverb and the echo it was great you know so uh yeah so I always wanted to to do music I always liked singing and when I was in high school I really got into uh like a lot of uh, U2 because my my aunt from um Washington Aunt Tony uh, she sent me uh, the Joshua Tree and like mm. Depeche Mode's uh, Violator. Jeez. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, so I, I really like soaked in the album, and also uh, Actung Baby. So, uh, to, so she she formed my uh, early uh, you know music appreciation right there. So is that um, why a lot of your stuff is acoustic? Uh well. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure, like at the root of it, that's yeah. that's part of the reason. But also, um, it took me a while to actually warm up to acoustic because I started off on electric. I wanted to play just like the Edge, you know, yeah. and like I just loved U2 and I loved like Radiohead because around that time, you know, like oh, Oasis. So you, you were heavy metal and stuff. Well, uh, uh, rock. Yeah, rock and roll, yeah, yeah. More like like heavy heavy rock, you know. Um, because at the time I, I grew up in England at, at that point. Um, and you know, so I just, I was soaking in all the, the Brit pop and like, so Oasis was, was on the charts and like blur and like Elastica and a uh, band called sleeper and menswear and like, um, 
uh, the Boo Radleys and Lightning Seeds, um, all these all these great you know Britpop bands. And so and, a lot of these influenced you. Yes, yeah, they influenced me a lot, and like the Manic Street Preachers. Um, so you know, I just um, soaked that all in, and um, I just you know I'd sit on the bus and and like listen on my headphones. I was listening to like. Uh, like high and dry, like over and over again, you know. Yeah. And uh, just I don't know, it just uh, really affected me to the point where I was like, I need to, I need to learn how to play, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm on a mission now or something, you know. And so I just uh, my my stepbrother sent me a guitar from here from the states, and um, so I I started learning at the age of 15, you know. Then the oh, very wow. yeah the very first song that I learned how to play was. Uh, I got a hold of this, you know, this uh, songbook at the at the library, at the Corby Library, because that's the the uh, town that I was living in was called Corby. It's predominantly uh, Scottish, um, and uh, used to be like a, a steel a steel mill town. Mm. And um, but uh, yeah, so so you know, I was living there, and um, yeah, I got a hold of this Bob Dylan book and oh. I learned how to play uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door you know oh. and it, but that was, it, was it was because uh, Guns N' Roses <laughs> had the hit on there <laughs> yeah. at that time you know so I was like well what, what could I find here and I was like oh Knocking on Heaven's Door and it, and it was like Bob you know Bob Dylan I didn't I was like man that's cool so I you know was like practicing and I was like ah oh, but this doesn't sound right like I'm not getting it right but I just kept like practicing and then before I knew it I was like you know, it was kind of starting to sound good, and then oh yeah, yeah, I was forming the chords correctly, <laughs> and then I started playing like uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, like the arpeggio, which I uh, found on my own. I'm I'm so proud to say I, I learned that <laughs> on my own. <laughs> and then um, like cranberries, you know, like zombie, that little, uh, you know, that zombie. that one, line. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of fun, you know, but. Uh, so it was electric that's my whole point it was all like I learned oh, yeah. an electric guitar and so I wanted to you know I wanted to play with the distortion and everything oh yeah that's actually how I learned yeah because I, I didn't know anything else mm -hmm. and uh, the electric <laughs> seemed a lot cheaper too I got a what was it? a Target brand uh, electric guitar oh, maybe was it like a first act or something no the Lion oh wow I hadn't heard of that one yeah, I, that was my first guitar. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool as hell. Look at me. <laughs> didn't know how I would play anything. <laughs> well, you got to be cool when you got a guitar called the Lion, right? Um, but yeah, so you, you've been playing for how long? Uh, over 20 years now. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> over 20 years, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So I had to, like, ease my way into... Um, like acoustic because you know like I said I was like a big fan of the distortion yeah but I could never really get the distortions right and like I tried like you know multiple like distortion pedals and nothing ever sounded quite right oh yeah you, you'll never get album studio sound <laughs> at home <laughs> like on a practice amp yeah we need some uh, studio magic oh once yeah in a while, right? not only that it comes to where you have to use uh, like um, what was it the Duncans, uh, humbuckers oh, Seymour, and stuff. Yeah. Seymour Duncans, yeah. uh, and, and that—that's where all the quality comes from. You know, uh, getting quality equipment right. equals quality music, right? In the sense, not not, not creative-wise, just good sound, right? All for the sake of the sound. Yeah, 
Uh, creatively, you, uh, look at Nirvana. They <laughs> using a pro rat. I think right? they, I think they were using first act guitars. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> and the pro rat. Yeah, and you know, um, just that stuff is what made a lot of music sound better, just because of the quality of the stuff. Uh, but I, I see that you have a really nice guitar. Oh, thank you. And I don't know how uh, high end it is. Cause I can't, I, I can't tell by eye and shit. <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at it like it's a nice guitar, it must fucking thousands of dollars. There oh. we go. <laughs> <laughs> then I got a great discount though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a Walden, it's a Walden guitar. Um, I hadn't heard of it before, and then um, I bought it off of my brother-in-law at the time, um, and yeah, he uh, he had this guitar, and so he he offered to sell it to me, and I was like. Heck yeah, I'll buy it. Because you know, I, I, the first of all, like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Is that the first and only acoustic that you've had? No, I had, I had a, um, another acoustic. I, I think it was called a Hondo, like a, a Hondo guitar. Oh. Um, I, I bought it in, um, in TJ when I was probably like 17 or 18. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so that was my first guitar. And uh, the action, it was, like, very difficult to play. And still yeah, to this day, action? very high action. Yeah, you have to use uh, the vice grips in order to... Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 uh, really high action. But, I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I could take it in and get the... Oh, the yeah. action fixed and whatnot. It's oh yeah, just, it's just uh, grind down the nut. Yeah, yeah. Because that's actually the problem I have with my acoustic right oh, now. Really? Yeah, because I, uh, my nut broke off, and I'm like, oh, let me just go buy another one. They didn't have any <laughs> of the plastic ones. I'm like, oh, all right, what do you have? So they gave me a bone nut. Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm like, all right, I guess. Uh, action's like maybe almost half an inch high. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, damn. I need to grind it out. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do it yourself? or did yeah. You, yeah. I had to. It's the only way I can learn. <laughs> uh, so you repair guitars and stuff and everything, right? Uh, in a sense, yes, yeah. but at the same time, no. Uh-huh. Because I I, do, I don't really have the tech to be like, yeah, this wire goes here, this wire here goes here. And then especially getting into like active pickups, I'm like, well, what's this ribbon wire for? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you go along, you know, you just like fix it, w- whatever... Yeah. Uh, Opportunity arises for, oh, yeah. for repairing a guitar. They do it. Usually, I, I go for like if it's a minimal repair, then yeah, I got this. If it's not, I'm like, I'll wait till I have money because <laughs> it's difficult. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you've been busking. Um, where have you been busking? I have been busking uh, pretty much in this area. I mean. I go to like San Dimas, Laverne, um, here in Pomona, uh, Ontario, um, Montclair, Claremont, and uh, like Covina, West Covina. Have you ever um, been LA. to what what I call the Busker Sanctuary? Where is that? Venice Beach. <laughs> you know, I've I've never been there. I've never been there to busk. I I call it the Busker Sanctuary because that's where all buskers go. Oh wow. Like, every fucking corner, there's a busker, <laughs> and you're like, man, I can't give all of you money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it sounds really cool. You know, like, people often uh, suggest that, but I've I've never been, and it's just like, 
I don't. Uh, the trip is hard. Yeah. It, even though we're so close, yeah. it, it's hard just because of trying to find parking. It's yeah, overcrowded. Right exactly. The parking situation. I am not a fan of of parking in L.A. That's why it it just like acts as a deterrent for me. Yeah. It's like um, if I want to drive around for, you know, for hours trying to find a good parking spot and. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just kind of, I just don't want to do it. You know? I, I don't busk or anything, but the time that I had gone, I accidentally went into, um, so there's like uh, big areas where it's nothing but sidewalk. Yeah. I accidentally drove in there and I'm like, wait. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't where I can park. It's not even where I can drive. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, they've made it easier now, though, uh, in a lot of cities. Now they've got those, uh, you know, like those, especially like, uh, I guess, maybe at Target, you know, they've got those uh, big little, um, like those, what are those, little concrete posts uh, that prevent cars from going in oh, yeah. certain directions or whatever, you know. Like the Target ones are red, but uh, I've seen like yellow ones as well. can't remember where I've seen the yellow ones, but. Uh, uh, yeah, they have, they, they have that now. I guess because of my problem. <laughs> yeah, car's driving down the wrong way. <laughs> Move out of the way. <laughs> no, but yeah, damn. Uh, I, I do suggest trying out Venice yeah. just so you have that experience, either Venice Beach or uh, Santa Monica Beach mm. and stuff, going out to the, uh, the piers. It j- uh, the piers just because it's nice. Yeah. Uh, if you get there late enough where it's still open, mm-hmm. but there's very little people, just playing there like i i went out once and i just stood there looking yeah. at the water and i felt nice like <laughs> I, I was just like yeah this is this is cool this I, is I the can place live to be here. huh <laughs> yeah I, I was telling myself i could live there like uh-huh. it just right there over the water looking out into the darkness i'm like yeah this is nice i uh-huh. loved it <laughs> and then having music behind it, mm-hmm. that would have been so much better. Oh, but instead, yeah. I had my drunk friends. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time, I'm, like I'm, I'm by the the beach, you know, I always think about uh, that Incubus song. You know, wish you were here. Oh. And it just always reminds me. I, I, you know, it always gets stuck in my head. Um, and it's a great song. You know, so <laughs> it's, it, you can ask for a better song to be stuck in your head as you're standing by the beach. You know. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Um, and. and I have actually uh, been to like Huntington Beach and you know played there. Hey, how's it going? Uh, played there on Huntington Beach, you know. So um, Manny just came in. Cool. How are you, Manny? <laughs> Billy. Manny. Nice to meet you, Manny. Yeah. So Manny, this is Billy Reed. He plays acoustic. <laughs> so if you have any questions and stuff for him, you can ask him too. Give me. Uh, how do I sound? Here, I'll, I'll. Shit. Sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, oh check, check. Alright, yeah, we're good. Okay, so, yeah. What's up, Billy? How you doing today, brother? Doing great, Manny. Thanks. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Alright. Uh, fashionably late as usual. Is <laughs> <laughs> it uh, late but worth the wait, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, kind of, kind of. Sorry, apologize. Is it kind of? <laughs> sometimes with it. Yeah, sometimes you know it really depends. You know, if it, if it's uh, if it's my girl, like oh, you know, I'm worth the wait. Don't worry. <laughs> well, maybe she'll be listening. Yeah. Oh yeah, brother. So, uh, you're, you're uh, I love your guitar, dude. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, Walden. You got some character to it. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's uh. 
had some um, rough usage with me. It's it's endured a lot. A lot that, of, no, that's how you know you've had it for years when it got some character exactly, on it. Exactly. Mm. Yes, it's been through uh, you know the scorching sun, the uh, oh you can drizzling tell from, rain. You, you can know? tell from the pit the garden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's all warped. Yes. Oh man, dude, that's that's pretty rad, dude. So uh, when it comes to terms of playing uh, acoustic music, mm-hmm. what's your preferred style? Um, well, just like pretty much rock. I mean, pretty much I, rock. I like oh, okay. rock. Yeah. Fuck! I love how Manny just came and fucking took over the room. <laughs> 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 yeah, man, that's pretty rad, dude. That's pretty yeah, rad. And uh, you know, since I wasn't here for the intro, can you give me a a, a little uh, little uh, little taste of what you got? Do you want to do that now, or do you want to wait till the end? Oh, we'll wait till the end then. All right. I, I, he's, he's doing a set. Ah, oh hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah! <laughs> Shit! Oh man, I was trying to you know get a little sneak peek before the set. Right, here, how about this? <laughs> Boom! Sounds like uh, sounds like uh, Trigun. That, that's his uh, that's his single right there. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, growing up, like for me, when I think of acoustic guitars, I usually think of like westerns. Oh, right. Like I, that's my primary thought, mostly because of uh, a few of my favorite uh, shows as well as animes. Oh, okay. They're primarily oriented towards western. Mm. So, I mean, for me, it, it was seeing Japanese people take the thought of what America was mm-hmm. and turn it into their own idea. So hearing them play like uh, pretty much like, their rendition of rock slash jazz slash the blues was pretty rad. So, like, when you play that little note right now, I've instantly thought of Trigun. Oh. Trigun's one of those shows from uh, the 90s. Oh, is it really? Yeah, so it, it, it was primarily, it, it, well, it's set in the future in uh, pretty much a world that's been destroyed over and over again. Oh, okay. And, uh, but in itself, it's collective idea as well as its style and everything mm-hmm. has was the West. Oh, okay. So because of that, everyone's touting guns and, you know, being cowboys and shit like right. that. So, but in my dude, it's like year 3000. Wow. But they're, they're, uh, like, especially like every now and then they'll bring in uh, a guitarist mm-hmm. into the show itself. And then like, they'll have them play and to see them actually go through the, effort to animate all the fingering and everything it's pretty rad because you don't see that in movies you don't see that in tv shows all you see is some dude with his hands stiff and then pretending to strum oh right or sometimes they'll uh turn their backs yeah remember uh, uh there was that one uh steven seagal movie where uh-huh. he, he was a uh, like a, also like a country musician yeah so like you know at the end and then he's like playing but they're not showing what he's playing and stuff. <laughs> Shit, you know? dude, that's my dad's <laughs> favorite movie right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say anything bad about him because he'll come after you. Oh, dude, swear. <laughs> you want know, Steven Seagal showing up at your front door, you know. <laughs> what were you saying about my guitar playing skills? <laughs> you oh. need to break your throat right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, dude. That, that's the that's epitome of the 80s and 90s right there. Yeah. Steven Seagal, dude, yeah. Shit. And Rambo, now Rambo's coming out with, the, oh, you know. Final uh, Blood. Stallone came out with that new uh, Rambo. Did you no. guys see it yet? No, I haven't no. seen it yet, dude. I've it's I've heard pretty good things about it. Yeah. I've seen uh, Steven, uh, oh, Steven, I'm sorry. Steven, Steven Seagal right now. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> I- I- interview post-makeup and everything. Mm. He's all battle-scarred oh, and right. shit, dude. It looks so cool. Yeah. Oh, man. And, but, you know, it, it's Sylvester so ooh, you know, like, you can barely hear the motherfucker. You got to literally sit there and, like, earphones in and just 
Give me everything you got, brother. Give me everything you got. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. I mean, like, I guess, uh, like, today he, he actually uh, posted a uh, rare photo of him from, like, Rambo 3. Oh, no And he's way. like, yeah. I guess, like, they filmed it in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. maybe? But, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's on, like, this rocky cliff, you know, like, and he's all, like, with his, you know, with the black pants and, like, no shirt. You know, he's got all the scars and stuff <laughs> with the, with the uh, bandana. And uh, so I was like, I commented on it, and he he uh, he liked it. Oh, dude, like, hell oh, yeah, cool, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so that made my day. Thanks so much, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh man, hell yeah, dude. Hopefully I'm... he listens to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just pimp it out to him real quick. Well, here you go, brother. Just check it out, please, please, please. <laughs> so, uh, but Billy Reed, that's a stage name, right? Well, uh, it's or, partially I've a never stage known. name and partially my name. <laughs> it's actually uh, my nickname. Billy is my nickname. Ah. And um, like my my last name, so Billy Reed. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. My full name is Guillermo, and uh, but you know it's short Spanish. Uh, oh, Americanized is, is William. For, you know, William. William is uh, really yeah. Billy. Oh Billy man, I, did, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> when I, I remember finding out through my uh, uh, my older cousin, mm. her son's name's Guillermo as well. Oh yeah. And uh, one of my cousins was like, "Hey Billy, come here," and I'm like. What do you mean, Billy? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> All the cousins like, no, no, no. It's because Guillermo is William. the the mm-hmm. you know. It, it, in Spanish, Spanish it's yeah. it's William. Kind of yeah. like how Miguel is Michael and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, what you didn't know that either? No. Oh shit, dude. Chris <laughs> is finding out a lot of shit today. No oh, man, <laughs> my culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like my uh, my cousin that was telling me, he was like, yeah, his name. Well, technically, it's William, uh-huh. but you know, Billy for short. And I was like, oh. Okay, like that that kind of makes sense. He's like, you know, kind of like how my name is Miguel Angel, mm-hmm. Michelangelo. And I'm like, holy what? Wait, what? Yeah, dude, <laughs> like I freaking, my brain exploded. Wait. It, 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 Th- that's your name? No, that's my cousin's name. Oh, no, no, like, my, no. I got <laughs> learning wor- new things about each other today. I, 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 I got like, a worse dude, fate. I- Mine was Manuel Fidel, dude. I was like, oh, dude, I'm I'm named after a freaking oh communist leader, dude. And then my my dad was like, no, it's it means faithful. And I was oh, just yeah. like. She yeah, lied to you. She yeah, lied dude. To you. Yeah, swear to God, because I was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what uh, all the Cuban populace thought when Fidel Castro came in, guy. So yeah, that 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 was my fate. I got, I ended up with a, a name that's not able to translate Manuel Fidel. I was like, oh shit. But yeah, my cousins got cooler names like Miguel Angel and Guillermo, and I'm just like fucking Manuel. I'm like, I don't even got an English version. That means your parents weren't creative. Hell no, they weren't, dude. Like this it, is why this guy's creative. No, see, there you go. See, there you go. Your, par- your parents are just like, we're gonna put some thought into this. Yeah, look at me. I, I was named. I was gonna be named after Christopher Robin from Winnie the Pooh. Oh really? my god! And no creativity. They're just like, what we the- like that. What do you mean? That's no creativity. They watched a TV show probably the day I was born and shit. And they're like, that sounds good. <laughs> That's why I've never liked my name. Bro, wow. I was get- my first kid. I was gonna name him Christopher Robbins. Oh, don't, don't. Yeah, do dude, it. I swear to God, I don't. was. Oh, I mean, because growing up, I loved Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, my mom loved that shit too. So I was just like, oh, that's a fitting name, you know? No, uh, Christopher not accepting his fate either. He's like, no, no, no. See, that's how I am I, with my name. That's why I'm pissed that uh, Karen uh, named Ballad after me. No, see, that's why we got to make stage names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's why his name's Ballad. I don't call him Chris. I, no. No, I, I do not accept it. He's your ballad. Yeah, 
that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's tender. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Damn. We, we saw a little bit of light through that darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Some optimism right there. Through the tenderness. Tenderness man. brings light. So going back to it, uh, so your primary style is rock. Mm. Uh, growing up, would you? Well, I'm, I'm assuming you listened to a lot of rock growing up. But uh, so, what was a lot of your taste growing up? Um, well, a lot of it was um, U2 and Depeche Mode, Radiohead, Oasis. Um, you know, Blur and. Oh man, yeah. shit! It sounds like you and my cousin Verve. grew up together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except my cousin ended up being a cholo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there singing fucking Michael Bolton too. Oh, dude, oh, my cousin. Really? Dude, my Michael cousin. Bolton? My cousin loves fucking Oasis. So when you play Wonderwall, he'll literally stop everything he's doing to start singing Wonderwall. All right. And this is this <laughs> dude, is that, that's the best way to stop him from committing crimes. Dude, <laughs> swear to God. Well, I mean, he, he's old now. He got his kids and everything. There is no more crimes. It, it all it is is literally him, his little rider, and just keeping up the style. But he hears Wonderwall and everything just shifts, oh. and it's like it's like he hit the grunge days all over again. <laughs> just teleported <laughs> teleported right back, dude. Swear to God, and it's like watching him back in 1992 all over again, Man. dude. So it, it, it's crazy what music does to a person. Yeah, especially when uh, when you grow up with it, it, it becomes embedded into you, and it, it kind of becomes a portrayal of who you are in mm-hmm. a way. Because I mean, for a lot of things, uh, music. I mean, it, it doesn't define who you are as a person, but it, it allows you to express yourself. Mm-hmm. It allows you yeah. to connect to other people and allows you to say, oh, well, you like that, too? Oh, oh. awesome. Hell, yeah. I, I, and, t- I told this story a little earlier into, into the podcast. Uh, uh, you weren't here when I I'm said I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's fine. laughs> but um, the, the reason I know him is because I went to Styles uh-huh. and, you know, I got some guitar strings, whatever, and I was taking off. And I just heard a guitar. I was with Danny. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Wait, that sounds live. So I looked around and I saw him. So I'm like, hey, Danny, I got to stop. I have to. (laughs) So I fucking parked. And I literally was there for maybe 35, 40 minutes just listening to him play. He was taking requests and everything. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Just stop. Anyone that sounds good to me. I'm gonna fucking stop. Oh, I don't care if yeah. I'm on the, on the fucking freeway and shit. I'll fucking pull off. <laughs> Flip a bitch. Go through the other on-ramp just to come back to it. Like, so you guys have a freeway show going on? That's tight. <laughs> like that one band that uh, they were on the freeway and they uh, totally stopped traffic so that they could play on the back of that truck bed. You remember oh, that? Dude. <laughs> oh, dude. Dude, I... That shit's creeped its way on Facebook every now and then. Every time I see it, I'm just like, all right, share. <laughs> and that's how I feel like... Uh, they took a risk, right? Dude, yeah. seriously. And, and that's all music is. We, is we should do that with you. Huh? We should do that with you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pretty close to the center, aren't we? Right? <laughs> we're right here. Just stop everyone midday. We'll just get like five cars, put them side by side. I'm pretty sure I got enough car buddies to stop traffic. <laughs> you got the bricks, too. Dude, swear. I'm just like, all right, put the Volvo right there. Put the Volvo right there. Put those two cars right there. We got a stage show going on. Yeah, we could get all the equipment from uh, Lou over at Styles, right? Oh, hell yeah, yeah, dude. Come on, Hopefully. Lou. Give us, give us a discount on the equipment and the strings. <laughs> <laughs> we need a lot of strings. A lot of strings. <laughs> but dude, man, I go through strings. like Man. Like, I've, I've never gone through so many strings in my life. You know, I, I break a string, like, 
every day, like a, a couple of strings a day. What what kind oh, of dude. strings do you play with? Uh, usually, I you know I've I've tried everything like Dean Markley's, um, and then also Diadario's, uh, Fender. Which which ones have you seen that uh, have been lasting the longest? Ah man, you what know, would be your preference? Well. I did like the Mar- the uh, Martin strings a lot, but also the Ernie balls, are, you know, are really good as well. The Earthwood, yeah, I like. I, I, like, I like those, those. Criffs yeah. sound old. Yeah. yeah, like I have those on my acoustic right now <laughs> with a high ass <laughs> fucking nut. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Man. So I don't know. I I would like to, you know, try those uh, elixirs again. For I don't know if they have them for acoustic. Oh, I, I have not done elixirs yet. Yeah, I did them like once. I was iffy about them. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I've checked reviews and stuff, yeah. and uh, I, I saw one too many fucking bad reviews, so I'm like, ah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> you don't want to be the dude to take the risk? Yeah. Uh, I want to wait till I, I see more good comments after that one. <laughs> see, I'm the type of person to see bad reviews, and I'm just like, ah, you probably didn't do it right. <laughs> Let me try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great. You know, like, I, I think you should give, like, everything a, a chance, you know? Yeah, dude, so definitely. just try it anyways. Oh, which ones know? are your preference right now? Right now, I mean, I, I really do love the, the Earthwood, um, the Ernie Balls. Um, but, you know, because over at uh, Styles, like, I did pick up uh, those fenders, and so those are those are pretty cool. What I like about the fenders um, are that they are color coded, oh. so the strings, you know, like they have like different. Oh, colors. they're like the Daddarios. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. But you know, I I, I try playing around with like different gauges and stuff. I do love the heavier gauges, but oh, this yeah. time I, I, I would think the heavier gauges would last longer. Yeah, they do because I I just wear the strings out really quick, you know, and. And um, I need to go uh, tell Ernesto over at the uh, the music boutique, and you know, you know, oh, Ernesto? you know Ernesto, yeah, yeah you know Ernesto, yeah. yeah, yeah, Ernesto's awesome, you know. Is he still fucking working there? Yeah, fuck, yeah, he's still working there. <laughs> the last Jeez. time I saw him was like maybe a year ago, oh. and then he started doing his own acoustic stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, do you not fucking work there anymore? Like, oh. what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, you told there. me I could do a podcast here. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> And then he was just fucking gone. I'm like, all right then. Uh, actually, Ernesto was working for Fender, like for for a little bit. Oh, he yeah. was. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but now he's he's uh, yeah he's doing the the music boutique and actually I need to go uh, take my guitar to him as well. You know. And um, is Ernesto your guitar guy? Yeah, he's he's my go-to guitar guy. Ernesto over at the music boutique. Um. Man, man ho- hopefully we we can get this podcast going really good, where we get fucking sponsored by Styles and yeah, the Music Boutique. That would be great. Fucking oh, e- every musician that comes by, here's some free strings. <laughs> Here, bro, fucking check us out. Here, here's some strings and a card. Check out our other podcast. Oh, you see this fucking card I'm giving you? It's actually picks. <laughs> Just cut it up, you know, shape it. Actually, do you remember? Like they used to have the punch up, outs. The, yeah, the punch out. It was like like a credit card, but uh, if, oh, yeah. if you need the picks, you just punch them out. And yeah. Like, wow. Oh, dude, I used to just fucking cut them. <laughs> I'd get my old credit card. I'm like, I don't need this shit no more. I need a pick. Yeah. <laughs> just do it with the, with the scissors. Yep. Coming just, out all wonky. Dude, yeah. super wonky, but I'm just like, whatever. I play bass. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need calluses today. I'm fine. Man. 
Yeah, so you you do a solo act, right? Were you thinking of getting more people? Well, uh, I I am like in a band, but not at the mo- like we we haven't like rehearsed for a long time, like over a year, maybe a year and a half, maybe even two years. Oh, but I mean but, with your music, yeah, because I know your your band it's different music. That's not the songs you're playing now. Uh, well, it's it's like um, the same songs. Yeah, I keep, I keep my songs. Yeah. You know, but um, I just play them acoustic now. You know, so mm. if oh. if I have like a like um, somewhere to to play where I need a show or whatever, then I, you know I I call my my drummer you know Chris Matthews he's awesome, you know we he, should have him on the podcast yes <laughs> I have to call him it's 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 been a while yeah. so yeah but um, yeah he, Chris is awesome he's uh, he's a uh, an art teacher mm. you know so Dude, oh, that's rad yeah so he, he's he gets he gets busy with that and you know. But um, I, I think he's also playing with like another band at the at the moment, or he, he oh, plays he plays yeah, drummers in in demand all the time. You know? Oh, dude, definitely. Oh, yeah. like, so, dude, yeah. I've gone through a fair share of my session drummers. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, bye, Chris. Yeah, I'm like, all right, dude, thanks. <laughs> I got another show tonight. You guys um, don't need me today, right? <laughs> you know what though? Like something really interesting, a little interesting fact for the day. You know, I just read this uh, uh, biography on on Lennon, and it was called John. It was by uh, his first wife, Cynthia, Cynthia Lennon, and um, yeah, she said that like the Beatles, uh, for a while, you know, they were they were playing without a drummer. Oh no shit! Yeah, when, hmm. like they they were, well, and I I could imagine how difficult that would be keeping fucking tempo and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you have the bassist as well. Oh, that's true. True. Uh, true. Um, I just thought uh, that was really interesting. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah but uh, well, with so were, that, was that like between when they had their first drummer to Ringo? Yeah, it was. It was before. Uh, I who was it? Sutcliffe was the drummer, right? Uh, I yeah. believe so, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart Sutcliffe. Uh, um, yeah, it was. But it was uh, before before the Hamburg. Before their Hamburg days, uh, if if my memory serves correct, um, they were they were starting out and they were entering like different like uh, they're doing auditions, you know and um, yeah so they were playing with they didn't have a drummer at the time. So. Yeah. So apparently it was uh, <laughs> their first drummer was Pete Best. Pete Best oh, was Best. fired from the Beatles, mm. <laughs> and then that's when they found Ringo. Oh. So where did Sutcliffe come in? Is that a part of my imagination? <laughs> well, no, th- this is just like the half-ass bib, like half-ass uh, autobiography. This is just showing me uh, their first drummer, and then pretty much like between that, and it's not really Randolph Peter Best is an English musician, drummer, and civil servant. Oh, yeah. wow, cool beans! He kept working after. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So maybe maybe Stuart Sutcliffe was not in there. <laughs> they they just like look him up. He, please. He's not part of. A- please look him up. <laughs> Verify I'm not crazy. I didn't just make up some music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's in there. There is no records of this man ever. Yeah. He's like the, the Bob Lazar of drummers. Huh? Jeez. Like, he was Wait, really may, maybe he was like a worse Ringo. <laughs> maybe they. that's why they didn't put him in there. The worst part is because of uh, Google and everything they're doing right now. 
all I'm getting is a bunch of Facebook pictures. Are you really? And like Facebook profiles of oh. like some young dudes snowboarding, and I'm just like, okay, that's not him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> he traveled back in time. Maybe he's Sean White. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, like you, you go uh, read that book, uh, John. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's awesome, and I know for sure it's, it says uh, that that uh, they didn't have a drummer, so they were. They were uh, with, with rocking their, out without a drummer. With their music, it would be easy to play without a drummer because they, they can just do acoustic sets or whatever. Uh, imagine trying to do like deathcore, metalcore, oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking <laughs> breakdowns with no drums. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I could do it. <laughs> but then again, it's because I already have the the repetition of a breakdown in my head. Oh no! Going but on listening on to it. On. So, yeah, so uh, <laughs> hold oh, my now, guitar. Now, now I'm thinking of acoustic deathcore. See what you did, Chris? Oh, that that'd be so weird listening to acoustic death. Oh my god, dude! Oh shit! Nope. I mean, is that a genre now? It should be. I'm gonna start it. Let's fucking do it. it. it, it, it fucking oh, so yeah. yesterday I actually jammed out with this drummer. We'll do a soft drum. <coughs> <coughs> oh no, on the oh, what are they called? The you sit on the bo- the box drum. Oh fuck, I hate those. If I could do a, a breakdown with that. No, we, we went to freaking uh, what was it? Was it Comic Con? I think we went to Comic Con, and there's some dude just annoyingly beating the shit out of it with no rhythm, and I'm just like. It's, why? I'm just like, bro. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Ah, reaching for the cheers. So we're actually drinking on a uh, beer. It's a lager. It's called Simpler Times. It's a Trader Joe's brand. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. So you know it's organic. <laughs> <laughs> organic hops. <laughs> so, Billy, if you're if you're worried about that, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's organic, so you're good. <laughs> wow, you know what? That's interesting that you mentioned that because um, I've actually had like a lot of organics come into my life now. Uh, I played the farmers market in the Pomona's farmers oh. market. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you're gonna get a lot of hipsters over there. Yeah, it's so awesome. Like everybody's so cool. You and guys because, should come check it out, you know? Dude, I, I want to. I want to so bad. The only thing is, I don't know when they happen. It's every Saturday uh, from oh. 9 until 1. Oh. Well, now, uh, okay. hopefully now, because um, I need to follow you on, like, Instagram. Okay, yeah. Oh, you followed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I need to follow you so I can get the updates, because I know you post about it. Right. And every, every time you post and you're, like, farmer's market, I'm like, hey, I can go <laughs> fucking shopping, too, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Man, they've got like so much good stuff. It's like uh, the, the vegetables are all like, uh, they don't use pesticides on that or no chemicals and, you know, non-GMO. It, that's Shit, that's hard to a, believe for a city I, like Pomona. I need Pomona. to find some weed like that. Oh, well, no, it's not from Pomona. It's from mostly Chino. <laughs> they get, yeah, they, oh. they get from the, from the, the farmers. Um, oh, so they come up that. here. They they do the farmers so, markets over here because I know Claremont does the uh, farmers market as right, well. Right, yeah. I think, there's, oh, okay. yeah. I think theirs are on Sundays. Uh, Sundays, yeah, Sundays, Sundays or Sundays. Saturdays? No, no, Saturdays is us. Uh, oh, uh, Claremont is the, it every Saturday? No, Claremont's respectable shit. They keep their shit on Sundays, if I remember correctly. <laughs> they don't want to step on Pomona's toes. They already know they're a part of Pomona. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, it's not even that far from here, right? Well, I mean, 
I'd rather be in Pomona than Claremont anyways. <laughs> <laughs> He's over here. I'm, I'm going to go to the folk music store. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good place, too. Yeah, the folk that music is. Store. A, yeah. Um, I, I was able to gather a crowd huh. when I was playing on the stand-up uh, bass. Oh really? Because I kept I kept playing uh, Indigata Devita. Oh wow! And I, I was tripped <laughs> out because I'm like, this has no frets. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Man, that's, like, that's pretty amazing, right there. I was like, I was like 15 when I did that, and I'm like, how do I even know this song? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Miss Fisher slapped the shit out of me for playing that on the cello. <laughs> so growing up, I, I used to play. Uh, I don't know how I picked up the bass, but I eventually picked it up. But uh, I first started off playing stand-up bass and orchestra because uh, I didn't want to be an avid. I was very adamant about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, my future was not in college. I already knew that. I was like, "Mm, I'm Mexican, but like, we don't have fucking uh, what is it? A FAFSA Mexican? Yeah. Yeah. So I already knew college wasn't in there, and I was like, I want, I want to play music. So. Mm -hmm. The teacher that uh, had got me into the class, he had literally was like, oh, you have a PSP, a uh, PlayStation Portable? I was like, yeah, I got one. He's like, I'll go with two. You want to play? Fuck it. Let's play. So fucking my teacher ended up switching me classes from uh, ASB to to music. And uh, from then on out, he was just like, look, dude, I can't have you in this class just playing fucking PlayStation all day because the girls <laughs> are getting mad. Wow. So uh, if you want, you can choose one of these instruments that nobody's playing right now. And I was like, okay, what did you got? Uh, we got stand-up bass, and then we need another cello. I don't know what a cello is, but I at least know what a bass is. Let me try that first. <laughs> so I started with that, and pretty much that was my entirety of seventh grade. Just because, I mean, the seventh grade stand-up bass is nothing, just nothing fancy, you know? Nothing fancy. No piscato, no nothing. Just, just, just bow and string. Bone string and probably a D, (laughs) (laughs) but like literally, that's all seventh grade bass was. You got like five notes, figure it out. Yeah. And uh, the next year, I switched to cello because I was like, I'm not doing this again. That was literally five notes of my entirety of seventh grade. I don't want to do that again, even though we did go to Disneyland. So uh, eighth grade, I picked up cello Mm -hmm. and I just picked it up naturally. And uh, my teachers are like, dude. How'd you learn to scale that fast? Hmm. I thought it was the same thing from the bass one. <laughs> he was like, nah, dude, it's a little bit different. And I was like, seems like the same shit to me. <laughs> yeah, see, that, that, that's the thing, too, though, because a lot of people, it, a lot of musicians tend to say that that it, it is the same thing. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, there's strings, and oh, as yeah. long as you can, as long as you can figure out finger placement, as long as you can figure out a scale... And this is whether or not you can read music or not. Yeah. Like, it, all, all that matters is that you know how to follow along, you know how to keep a beat, and then, you know, you can fucking play a goddamn scale. That's it. Oh, yeah. And, and like, you can literally fuck, like, dude, remember that shit I told you about the Pirates of the Caribbean song that I yeah. hated with Miss Fisher? I didn't know half of that song. <laughs> and I still got an excellent from Disneyland. Oh, really? Because the song itself was comprised of 32 beats per uh per measure and i've never fucking heard 32 beats per measure i was just like dude like at most 16 but 32 what the fuck like, how am i supposed to i'm like dude this is like literally speed metal on a cello like chill the fuck out so i played that and i was probably like 
my sophomore year. And uh, needless to say, because of that, you know, my sister was like, ooh, you know, you're going to be first uh, cello, whatever. And I stayed first cello for a few years. And it, it was it was fun. I loved it. And But because of that, I transitioned to a, a, a regular electric bass when it came time to my friend saying, hey, we should start a band. Mm. And you know, he still kept those five notes. <laughs> yeah, kept those five fucking notes, dude. <laughs> From the from the first the first time I played bass, I was like, you know, really simple shit. But the thing is, when that time came, I was like, all right, I'm down. And my friends were just like, how come you can't play bass the same way you play cello? I was like, I don't know, dude. It's all these frets and shit that are fucking me up. So for me, that that was like the hard transition. I had spent so many years playing an instrument with no frets that I was just used to sliding my fingers everywhere wow. just to tune in yeah. and to have that one fret where you're just like, you got to stay right there. I was like, okay, well, I mean, it, it's going to sound like shit regardless. <laughs> like I, I can't, I can't do my magic on it. Like, what do you want me to do? But I mean, over time I kind of figured it out and we did our thing and, uh, we ended up playing in a shitty pop punk band for a few years and mm. we had fun and whatever. But the thing was, you know, at that age, when you're in high school, you want to venture out. You want to go to college and you want to go live life and everything. And me being me, I was just like, well, I got one one end out. And like my one end out is working my dad's company for the rest of my fucking life. So I'm just going to live life, whatever. And these dudes like, well, I'm going to college. Like, I want to be a teacher. I want to be Senate. And like, you know, they're doing their thing. They're chasing their dreams and everything. But I was just like, all right, cool. Do your thing. I'm fine breaking up, you know. But it's uh it's interesting to see when depending on your age mm-hmm. when you have all that like at our age in our 20 not even our 20s we we're still teenagers we didn't realize what we had we could have kept pushing we could have built on it and we could have just kept doing our thing like our me being me i already had a bunch of people um pretty much interested in us because i was pushing our music out as well as pushing uh uh you know pretty much uh uh, kind of like publicizing it pretty much and in the early to what is it like mid 2000s towards the 2010s it was literally just pushing it towards uh pages that were primarily composed of just pop punk bands and uh other um pretty much other outlets where they could download that music because we, we weren't interested in the music necessarily and not the music i'm sorry <laughs> the money we weren't interested in the money we were interested in the music so for us to say <clears throat> We want to do this for the money. It was very difficult for a lot of the band to say, oh, yeah, we should do that. Because they already had their dreams and their endeavors and everything. And they want to chase that. So because of that, uh, we ended up saying, screw it. Let's let's not do it then. And uh, because of that, I kind of stopped. Uh, I stopped playing music in terms of uh, like playing pop punk music. I kind of picked up an acoustic. And I started playing for a little bit, and that was me learning how to play uh, guitar. Mm-hmm. So when a lot of people ask me, how'd you learn how to play guitar? I was like, well, I just took what I knew from cello, took what I knew from bass, and then I tried to learn fucking guitar. <coughs> for me, what was really difficult was probably just chords. Yeah. And, and Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it was mostly because of finger placement. Like, I've already broken my hands more than once. Wow. Yeah, like if you look at my my third index finger, it's really crooked. 
index ring oh ring, ring finger. finger yeah there you go i'm sorry index uh, i was looking at your yeah, index yeah, finger. Yeah, 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 i'm sorry sorry <laughs> so my ring finger if you look at it it's kind of like off so when i put pressure on it i can't hold it oh. it'll start just bugging out so That's i have to use my pinky use for solos yeah dude and it pissed me <laughs> off because so i have to use my pinky more than anything mm. and you know learning from miss fisher miss oh. fisher was always telling me like your pinky is the hardest finger to use when it comes to you you know using it on instruments mm. so for me to hear that and then realize that i could just use that for guitar i was just like oh, okay well like th- that's that's cool i kind of like overcame that but at the same time it sucks because i got three good fingers and then one finger that i can use every now and then yeah. d- depending on how far right. it goes you know so how, how do you feel about this advice because usually people have asked me before to um usually people that don't play any instruments they're like oh what's the quiz what's the best way to uh pick up an instrument you know like playing guitar and all that i straight out tell them hey the fucking learn the piano first mm-hmm. uh once you learn the piano you can pretty much play anything shit i wish i learned piano. that's some that's that's pretty good advice because well. pianos are always fucking tuned right most of the time, if you get uh, if you if you're losing an, an electric piano, yeah, it's always going to be tuned it's, right. It's always going to be tuned, you know, keyboard and shit. Um, and you know, you can learn what the sounds sound like, and you can go based off of that and play guitar chords. Well, see, what's crazy is I never played uh, piano, but taking what I learned from uh, guitar, and as well as knowing what I did from uh, just. Uh, scales and everything from cello I kind of put that both of those two together and I was like all right well if I can do that I can figure out the piano so yeah. doing that I kind of figure out the minor oh, yeah. the majors and everything and like I figured out the scale within a little bit and it took me a while it probably took me about like two months to figure out the piano mm. like full round but like after I figured it out I was like okay well I can transition this to the guitar and play this uh on on the strings instead of oh, playing yeah. it on the fucking piano yeah, and it yeah, was pretty cool because it, i never put two and two together i was like oh, okay well this note sounds like this note mm-hmm. i can just take this note on the guitar and do the same thing except instead of pressing the key over and over again you're strumming it yeah so be like just doing that like i uh what's that song called from uh new job as uh <coughs> from what uh, it, it's a hip hop producer. His name's uh, New Jobs, uh, N U J A B E S. He made a lot of uh, jazz style hip hop mm. for uh, primarily for anime, but in itself, it's overgrown that portion of its life. And after he passed away, it literally became just a hip hop staple. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of his music, it it, it it it's what you see nowadays in like the lo fi culture. Where a lot of people are listening to lo-fi style music. And they call it lo-fi even though it's not lo-fi. It's all music is hi-fi nowadays. Hmm. Uh, but it, it's... Uh, they're using these hip-hop style... Uh, not hip-hop style, I'm sorry. These jazz style chords. Hmm. And they're bringing them in. And they're turning them into hip-hop. And it's so soothing to hear... Because I love jazz. Jazz is fucking soothing yeah, jazz, as hell. Jazz is great, yeah. And to hear a mellow hip-hop beat combined with that, it's it's pretty... Uh, it, it feels good, you know, it, just to hear it. So to hear these kids go from what they heard from New Job Ez to what they have now, it's mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. Because there's so many crazy-ass artists. And mind you, it's all with a computer nowadays. And it, it sucks because... 
I do like music made from. Uh, oh yeah, it, it, that's the shit from the heart. Billy does that. Fucking, mm-hmm. he straight up acoustic guitar and his fucking voice. Oh, dude, and see that—that's what I love, dude. That—that's what I grew up with, and that's just—that's what I expect <laughs> from music. So to hear all this uh, nonsense and all this hype about lo-fi music, it's kind of crazy because I'm just like, dude, like you guys are excited about music that's still there. Like, all you got to do is literally go search for what the beat is and just listen to that. And then you'll realize, oh, well, this artist still, you know, they're still going. They, yeah. They're still making music. And then even though we kind of butchered it and turned it into a beat, whatever, like the music itself is fucking amazing. And if these kids took the time, well, I mean, a lot of them, they're going to school and they're listening to this music because they need something to relax to and uh, study to, whatever. If they took the time to say, you know, who's this artist that's behind this beat? Mm-hmm. They'd find so much more music behind what they already have. And it's freaking crazy because it's 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 artists taking from other artists and then they're creating their own art mm-hmm. from it. And it yeah, it's kind of stealing, but I I don't consider it stealing. I consider it being influenced by it. Well, I mean, when you literally take the freaking note and everything oh, when they from the song. It? Yeah, okay. when you sample okay. the song, that's stealing, dude. <laughs> like, if you were to recreate it note for note and then turn it into your own thing, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, because that in itself, that, that would be cool to hear, like, someone's rendition of what they heard and then turn it into what they want to hear it. Like, you know, if they're into hip-hop, but they're listening to a song that's classical rock and they take... a influence from it they're like okay well i like how they're uh how they're playing i love how he's singing as well as all you know all that jazz i want to take um i just want to take the guitar i want to take the vocals i want to turn that into track and then i'm gonna add my own drums to it and everything like that yeah so in itself they think they're you know i don't want to say that they they think that they're creating because they are creating they're turning something else into something different yeah but if uh if a lot of these kids knew what the, that music that they're taking from, I feel like a lot of these kids would have a, a whole broader aspect of music because, you know, for a lot of us, especially our age, yeah, we have a connection to genres and it's like, oh, well, I associate to this and I associate to that kind of like how in the nineties it's like, oh, well, I'm grunge, you know, I don't, I don't listen to, uh, I don't listen to hip hop. I listen to grunge. See, and I'm I'm a that's grungy the thing I person. Hate the most, it's like, it's music. You should listen to fucking everything. Yeah, dude. And you, that you sh- yeah, dislike some shit, but listen to fucking everything. Oh no, and that that's why I took influence from my cousin. My cousin's a fucking cholo, <laughs> but he listened to Oasis and he listened to all these different bands and he had all the cassettes. And I'd I'd literally go through Fuck. his cassette like his cassettes. dude cassette <laughs> and dude he had his like briefcase of cassettes. All organized and everything. No dude. lie, I have a briefcase of cassettes right now. Oh, dude, dude, and that—that's how I first heard the BC Boys. That's how I oh. first heard Oasis. That's how I first heard a shit ton of music that I never knew of. And mind you, he also had a bunch of demos and stuff like that from back in the days. And uh, one of those is—I'm uh, pretty sure you've heard this song over and over again throughout popular culture and media and everything. It's like back in the days. Uh, fuck, I forgot how it goes. But it, it literally, that that's the main. Hold on, give me give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. I got this. I got this. I got YouTube in my hand. But it, it I can't remember the fucking song. 
Well, I mean, I can remember the song. I can't remember the lyrics to save my life. That, that made me laugh just because you're like, you'll know this song. No, Everyone yeah. knows this song. What is that and song? Then you're like, <laughs> it, the dude himself, he's from uh, San... No copyright, no copyright, no, no copyright. copyright. <laughs> two seconds, two seconds. That's all it is going to be. Oh. Ooh, that sounds good. And sounds like something's going to happen. <laughs> and that, that, the song itself is called Back in the Day. Uh, it's literally about this kid just reminiscing about his life and, you know, just uh, thinking about all the bitches he's macked on, all the stupid shit he's done. And then, like, pretty much, like, you know, that's what music is. It's, it's about expressing what you did or about how you fell or you know it's what, like reflecting on yeah life. It, exactly and in this case it's storytelling so uh i remember hearing that first the demo version of it mm-hmm. and i was like dude this is a good song like this is cool like i'm not even that old at the time i was probably 11 and uh, <coughs> and in itself for a song to drag you back to memories <coughs> that aren't even that far gone mm-hmm. is kind of interesting and it's very powerful for a fucking for for music to do that, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. that that's something that I, I, that I've always loved about music. Its capability to draw you back into uh, moments or into time where you've forgotten about, and it's only because of the music itself that you just snap and you're in it and you're in that moment. You're like, "Fuck, dude, I remember this." Mm-hmm. And oh, it, yeah. it, it's it's good music like that that I've always chased and I've always admired, as well as. Uh, made sure that you know people hear and i'm just like dude you gotta check this shit out dude you gotta hear this you gotta listen to this and i don't do it often as often as i used to back in the days mm. <laughs> pun but uh <laughs> uh i still do it every now and then where i'll just be like hey like check this song out check this band out i'll post a youtube link like if anybody likes it they'll like it but uh more often than not it's it's older music or it'll it'll just be music we kind of forgot about and it's that type of music that brings you back and it snaps you into this point and place where you're just like dude this this was good Mm -hmm. this this was fantastic i want to experience this again and it's the ability of music to bring us into that within a moment's notice because all you as soon as you turn the song on you're just in there (laughs) <laughs> you're in that moment and you hit that and you're just like I I this is what I'm about and this is what I love mm. and uh, you know it especially for for music that's made from the heart oh yeah dude dude uh, you feel it that, you that's lit- when a song becomes good yeah well I wouldn't say that it becomes good I would say it becomes fucking great because for for a song to actually be able to attach itself to your emotions is compelling enough to say that it, it's it's a great move of work because you could make a shitty song and everyone be like oh dude that's cool that like that that shit goes hard right. yeah but sure. if you make something from the heart and you put it out there and you know a, a few people are going to be like oh well you know it's just the same shit you do all the time but there's going to be other people that are like, dude, I, I love this. I see where you're coming from. I see what you're saying. And I love every moment of what you're doing. Yeah. And it, it's it's crazy to see people 
capable of that to see them actually push through that and say you know what i'm uh i'm not doing this for fun i'm not doing this for uh for uh for the money i'm doing this for myself this is why i'm pushing everything from my heart towards the stage yeah uh, i i see how how do you see it I mean, and in terms of music well, you know it's uh it's like linking one of the senses, you know, like it will definitely take you back, you know, hearing hearing a certain song or whatnot triggers, you know, the auditory you know, stimulus where like it's just like uh, if you smell like, you know, cookies or something, you know, or you smell that vanilla you, coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It'll take you back to a certain time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's it's like uh, pretty much the same thing. You'll remember like where you were. When you first heard it, you know, it's 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 great, you know. And that in itself is the wonderful power of music, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. <clears throat> if it's capable to draw that, uh, not just a distinction, but also capable of drawing drawing that emotion from mm -hmm. you, yep. it, it's it's a very powerful substance in itself. It it, is, it, yeah. It's there. There's no wonder why it's gone for so long. And even yeah. though we think of modern music as far back as maybe the 1920s in terms of like jazz as well as uh uh fuck, at the time they had uh what, what was that uh jitterbug style music called fuck swing oh yeah so you know swing jazz and everything and uh, music like that it, it's still prevalent because there you know we still have boomers you know, there's a lot of people that were born in the 1940s, 1950s that, that are still around to this day. So when they when they hear music like that, their first thought, it's emotional because they're thinking of their parents or they're thinking of a time. And it it's crazy because music like that, more often than not, doesn't have lyrics. It's usually just composed of just sound literally just sound it's you got horns you got maybe guitar maybe a bass and for sure drums but music like that is still capable of drawing out emotion as well as uh, the capability of putting somebody back to a time where they're just like dude I, this has long been forgotten but it makes me feel good mm -hmm. and <clears throat> that that's you know for a lot of people it's not just jazz and swing. It's also rock and blues. It's also hip hop oh, yeah. and rap. And there, there's a lot of these things and a lot of these uh, different genres that draw people and then bring them back. And it's because of the power of whoever, <clears throat> whoever decided to compose that music. Whoever said, you know what, I'm going to put my heart and soul into this and hopefully people attach themselves to it. And more often than not, it's the people that put them, their souls and their heart into the music that lasts the longest. And we see that with music like the Beatles. We see that with music, well, mostly the Beatles because the motherfuckers took so much goddamn <laughs> acid that they're pouring their heart and their fucking love and everything into the music itself and trying to make something to change the world or at least in their eyes to change the world. Yeah. Which it kind of did, you know. It, it, it pushed boundaries. It pushed... It pushed all these uh, these limits that were there at the time, and it it created a whole sense of uh, movement, and that that's the powerful thing about music that if you can create a movement from just a song, or from yeah. an album, or just from a show, it's 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 powerful. Oh yeah, and 
I, I, I think you'll get that when you hear his set. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I can't wait. <laughs> dude, we get, and that's the thing. I kind of wanted to stop you a little bit just because I don't want you to get him too hyped up because then... I, I just finished EQing him. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna fucking yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, hell yeah, can't wait. <laughs> no. Well, how how do you feel about all this? I uh, do you put a bunch of soul and heart into your music, or do you see it as um, something that you just got to push out? No. Um, well, if you see it as something that you've just got to push out, like you're not gonna be in it for very long, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been writing songs since I was 17 years old and um, music is, you know, it is a passion. Uh, It's what I want to do, you know, I'll do it even if I don't get paid for it. Um, So definitely, you know, I put my heart and soul into like my lyrics and my music because I believe in my lyrics and my music. I believe in myself. Um, So I'm very proud of the songs that I write and I want to share my songs with the world you know so i you know it's something that you have to put your heart and soul into if you don't then you don't believe in it and if you don't believe in it then why do it yeah you know what i mean oh i i completely get that shit i've been through that i've been through the point where it's like oh is this something really i want to that i really want to do and it got to the point where i told my wife i'd leave her for music Really? Yeah. I, I told her straight out. I was like, hey, you know what? Fuck, uh, music's my first love. You're my second. <laughs> <laughs> then ice cream and fucking pizza. <laughs> and towards the bottom is my kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh. music will always be my first. It's always going to be my first because no matter what music was there when I was sad, music was there when I yeah. was fucking happy. Like music will never leave you. Oh yeah. You know? Music can't fucking cheat on me. Yeah, fucking exactly. music won't fucking leave me for something else, something better or whatever. Music is there through thick and thin. Exactly. And yeah. there's nothing that can, there literally is nothing that can take music away from me. Unless I go deaf. But even then, I'll feel the fucking vibration. Do the Beethoven. Yeah, like a fucking Beethoven, dude. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Be- Beethoven. Life told him, fuck you. You can't hear. He said, no. Fuck you. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. And that's what I see that music is all about. Because mm-hmm. there, there's no fucking way. Like I said, no matter what music has to be in my fucking life the mu- the moment that music is fucking gone that's a m- moment I'm fucking dead there's after that there's no fucking reason for me living mm. well yeah guy cause you can't hear no more after you're dead well I, I <laughs> said, said uh, after you die you can hear for like a couple of seconds apparently but who, who, knows? Oh, who knows I don't shit. know I, I would like to know how they how they uh, came up with, with that as well Dude, I, like, I, I guess they're like monitoring like the brain waves or something. Possibly, but you know? it's hard to distinguish what those brain waves are, because they say you stay alive. Like if you get beheaded, you stay alive yeah. up to seven seconds mm-hmm. after you're dead. You can still see shit and whatever, yeah. but whether or not your brain actually comprehends all of it, you don't know. That's, yeah, yeah. Because everything has is a, some sort of electrical field. Like you can fucking throw some electrical posts into a fucking tree and you're like yeah look at it it has brain waves oh okay tesla chill <laughs> <laughs> everything is energy 
It is. Everything's a frequency, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what Tesla said. And fucking, you know, it, it's true. <laughs> all those rich white people. That's that why you can feel music. True. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But um, as to your your uh, first question that you asked me was, um, I would say for uh, you know beginning musicians or anybody that's interested in mm-hmm. in um, venturing into music, you know, it. I guess it really it doesn't really matter to me like um what instrument you start off with you know i i'd say whatever instrument is at hand you mm-hmm. know when you want to start if you have a piano there that's perfect because that'll really help with music theory and your you know yeah. music comprehension and everything you know everything's laid out for you all the notes are laid out right there yep uh, oh, yeah. it's visual and auditory as well you know so that's it's perfect but um even like with with guitar I'd say like the most important thing is, you know, that you already, that you try to um, play something that you love, you know, that'll Mm -hmm. really accelerate your, you know, your um, rate of learning. Oh, yeah. You know, because if you already have a song that that you, you know, inside and out, you know, that's going to be a lot easier to learn than, you know, like. Trying to learn like green sleeves or something, or I, that, but I love green sleeves as well. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, it's it's like um, you'll just you'll be compelled to, yeah. to to learn that song because you love it so much already, and it'll make learning a lot more enjoyable. Versus, oh, yeah. you know, shit. No wonder why I love the dress Park theme. <laughs> Fucking know that shit inside and out. Be playing on the cello, and teachers be like, "Shut the hell up." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Stop!" That sounds like, like Frosty, Frosty the, the Snowman. snowman. <laughs> yeah, and that's what kind of fucking goddamn uh, Jurassic Park sounds like, and which pissed me out because I was like, "How come that sounds like Frosty the Snowman?" <laughs> Just like the only difference is like the note before you get to Frosty the Snowman, it changes, it drops. Frosty, the snowman. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you get the brontosauruses coming in and shit. Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Now I'm thinking, did I really love fucking Jurassic Park or Frosty the Snowman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, makes me want, dude, like, uh, one of those frosty freezes now. Oh, dude. Oh, fuck. they're fifty cents right now. I think. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, it's getting cold, so Wendy's trying to pimp them out. Yeah, remember when they used to have that card? Like you, you, you buy it for a dollar or something. Yeah. And you'd get like a free frosty, like for a whole year. Wait, from like when, where? Wendy's. Wendy's. Yeah. Fuck, I've only been to Wendy's once. Oh, dude. <laughs> and that's just oh, because that, that's I want a nice square sweat. burger. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason I went. I'm like, I square gotta patty. see this shit. <laughs> but the, the the bun is round, but the the patty is square. They should make the bun square too. Yeah. <laughs> I, square I guess bun and square the, square patty. The creator of uh, Wendy's, Dave. Dave. He wanted a square patty because he thought that uh, rounding out the patty itself was cutting corners on the amount of burger you get. So because of that, he's that like, we cut our smart as fuck. <laughs> so because of that, we cut our burgers into squares, so you get more meat than bun, and that's where the whole big uh, uh, campaign during the eighties uh, was. Uh, where's the beef? Mm-hmm. Because their whole shit was they're making fun of McDonald's, like, oh, all you guys got is buns and like a little tiny bit of meat in the middle. Buns with a little meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're loosening up. 
Oh shit, dude! But. All right. So the the one question that I, I I'm gonna try to be asking every interview that I have, what's your craziest fucking story, whether it be during the show or while busking? Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh. Well, I've had uh, some encounters with with uh, interesting people. Um. One time I was busking over uh, on Second Street. Um. You know, oh, kind of like by the Fox See, Theater. That, that's not fucking fair. That's Pomona, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Mike, that's always a wild ride. Yeah, there was like a, a fight that broke out like across the street and like it crept towards me. And, and finally I was like, man, I don't feel like getting hit tonight. And I don't feel like having my, you know, guitar smashed up. So like I just like packed everything up and, and left. I mean, yeah, there was that. Um... God damn. Yeah. Um, let me. You, you, you put me uh, on the spot. <laughs> Let's see. Um, there was a lady that, that came up to me and, and um, kind of like heckled me a little bit, uh, a drunk woman. And um, she oh, like see. pissed her pants and stuff. And, uh, I, I don't know. and she was heckling? Yeah, oh she my was heckling. Bro. Was she heckling you or herself? Yeah, no, she, um, maybe both. Maybe both of us. <laughs> a little of herself and then me. Oh, my God. I don't know, um, yeah, I don't know man. Hmm. That's a, that's was a there question. anything with drugs involved? Fucking sex? Whatever. You can say anything. <laughs> we don't have that many listeners right now, so... Uh, let's see. No, I mean, no, I just, mm, I pretty much just, uh, focus in on, on the music. Uh, ah, man. Oh, getting kicked out by managers. Uh, you can't be here and stuff like that. Or sometimes the police <coughs> will come by like, you can't be here. Um, wait, what? but you're in public though, right? Yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, I have a, uh, video on, um, it's uh, with my with my band uh, Reed Matthews music, and uh, Chris and I we were out on Second Street. Um, wait, actually, yeah, it was on Second Street, and um, Gary, and uh, two cops came by, and and uh, one of them right off the bat was like, uh, you know, you you can't be here. And I'm like, we're on public property. And he's like, you're blocking the sidewalk and. People were walking by back and forth freely. And actually, do you know uh, JJ? JJ Lux? Uh, you know, uh, he's from a band called Shock. No. Oh, uh, they are a uh, kind of like a like a glam glam rock band from Pomona as well. It's um, JJ and um, um, it's, it's just like they're, they're called Shock and, and they uh, pretty cool band. Uh, I don't know. One of the songs is called uh, um, "I Want to Be a Porn Star." <laughs> yeah, they got a cool video for that as well. <laughs> uh, but Jay was there as well. He came and, and tipped me, and then uh, the cop was like, "Oh, hey, man, you know, like we're 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 having a conversation here. Can you come back later?" I was like, "No, I want to talk to Jay. I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> Jay, stay here. <laughs> but yeah, so it was cool. But. Uh, you know they didn't so they, realize they try that to push you off of public. Yeah, property. they didn't realize they, they that, that that they were being filmed because we were filming our performance. You know, and um, you just like it just like real, kind of like the cop just came up and he was like, "Well, you know, it looks like panhandling to me." 
And I was like, Bitch, uh, you're working. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, this is that a street performance. And I'm he's just like, like is in uh, being a police officer technically a form of panhandling? Uh, no, they're, uh, the shit that I like, because I watch a bunch of First Amendment videos and stuff, mm-hmm. the shit that I like a lot is when they start saying, you bring in fucking welfare checks because they're paid by citizens. The taxpayers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and I mean, I've had some like really cool cops as well, like um, that uh, you know, like well, you're not doing anything wrong, you know, but it's um, like I'm grateful for those for those officers. Um, but it's it's like man, I wish I wish there were more officers like that where you know they actually are aware, you know, oh, yeah. that you're you're expressing your right to freedom of speech. You yeah. know, but I mean, every now and then you, know, you get the, you the get only the bad shit apples. I do yeah. see is when you bring out an amp and everything, because uh, mm-hmm. then uh, that's when you get into the whole issue of yeah. having a, uh, something that amplifies, mm-hmm. and then that goes against the city ordinance. Yeah, not not just that, but also they're at, they're wondering who the fuck did you plug into. What store did you plug into? Mm. You're stealing their electricity. That's illegal. Uh, but, uh, not if they say you know, it's okay. Yeah, uh, but you know, exactly. like, like <laughs> with with in my case, you know, like I use like a cube, mm-hmm. so my amp it runs off of batteries. So yeah, it just okay. takes like six double A batteries, oh, which yeah. is pretty awesome, you know, and it gets pretty loud as well. It's like a little. Uh, 15 watt. Uh, yeah, I saw that little snippet of you playing. I don't know where the fuck you were playing, but um. You had your little amp there, the two mics. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool." <laughs> it is. It's it's uh, the Roland Street Cube. <laughs> fucking plugging shit in. <laughs> the Roland Street Cube, dude. So if you guys want one, fucking go out and look for it. Fucking buy it. Not I me, mean, but Roland makes really good fucking amps too. Oh yeah, Roland is fucking amazing. From their fucking drum kits to their amps, hell yeah, dude. I, the shit. fucking keyboards are tight. Right. They when, have a lot of talk quality shit. When I was a kid, I really wanted a, a Roland keyboard. Mostly so I Wait, can make the... Really quick, because I have different headphones, ah. so everything sounds a little more muffled. I'm not quite sure what you said. No, I said I really wanted some... No, well, before oh, that. Oh, oh, shit. When uh, you were... Because what I heard was when I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what did No, that? when I said when I was younger, I wanted a Roland. Oh, okay. What, I wanted a Roland I'm keyboard. Like, what, I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I don't care if you were gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this isn't Fredo's rants. We're, we're talking about fucking music, man. Why are you bringing up your sexual orientation here? Huh? I'm like. My girlfriend's gonna be really fucking pissed <laughs> off to find this out. I, I'll show her the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, fuck, dude! Uh, so uh, let's get some plugs in. Uh, where can okay. we find uh, your stuff? Um, well, uh, you can find. I do a lot of covers as well. Um, so on my YouTube channel, it's Billy Reed Music on YouTube. That's B I L L Y. R E E D M U S I C on YouTube, Billy Reed Music on YouTube. Also, um, as far as uh, I, I should be um, uploading um, an old album that I have with with my songs. Um, mm. It was called Teleport Machine. Uh, I wrote all the lyrics and the music for Teleport Machine. Um, so, yeah, um, it's it's there's ten songs 
there are 10 songs on, on the album. So Where can people find you busking? Uh, that's an awesome question. Uh, actually, wherever I am at the time, like <laughs> I like to just busk it open. So, uh, But I will usually <laughs> post on my Instagram where I'm going to perform. Because I'll, I'll fucking send people to go fucking give <laughs> tips and shit. Awesome, thanks. I'll Direct send them my way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. So it's uh, Billy Reed Music. So at Billy Reed Music on Instagram. So at Billy Reed Music on Instagram. Um, and also uh, on my YouTube channel, um, one of my songs is featured, which is it's called Stay Young Forever. That's the video, right? Yes, that's the, a three minute uh, short film. Oh, that was actually the story that I was going to say oh, okay. shit that's about my wife. Oh, okay. Right. So when I first met you mm-hmm. uh, that night, I got home late and my wife's like, oh, where have you been? I'm like, oh, I took a while because, you know what? A fucking music happened. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah. So I was getting my strings and everything, and then I heard a guitar, so I fucking stopped, and I met this dude. He was out busking, fucking playing guitar. She's like, okay. I'm like, yeah. So I stayed there for a while, and I told her this, literally not even fucking... When I contacted you, actually, that mm-hmm. day, because it reminded me, uh, she sent me a video. She's like, you should check this guy out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> really? Like, I told you about him. Oh, I, I don't remember. <laughs> what do you mean you don't remember? That's when I came home late. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is a fucking dude I met. <laughs> wow. She's like, Oh, I don't know faces and names and stuff. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> I got all mad frustrated. I'm like, well, fuck. At least you got a video out now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> wow. But I was so mad. I'm like, I told you about him. I told this you is the guy. Was, yeah, I'm like, I told you he was going to go places. <laughs> you never believed me. <laughs> But because of that, like, uh, that's why I contacted you and stuff. I'm like, hey, fucking, I'm starting up this new fucking podcast. Let's fucking get him on this shit. Awesome. Cool. And, (laughs) dude, fucking the quality in that video. Holy shit. Fucking, Uh, what was your fucking budget? Holy (laughs) crap, dude. Like, fuck. Yeah, no, that's all, uh, you know, at uh, Steinrec Studio, my my friend Chris Avalos. um, Is that the drummer? No, uh, oh, actually, yeah. the, the the drummer is Gabriel Villa, and uh, you may know him from uh, Chicano Batman. He's the what drummer. the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Gabriel. What, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? I'll send you yeah. the video. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel. Shit. Gabriel's in it, and um, we also have uh, uh, David Fleming, the DJ from um, PBS and KVCR. Mm. So San Bernardino. KVCR oh, and shit. yeah, and then we've got uh, KVCR DJ. is uh, eighty nine point no, mm. fuck, not really sure at the at the I, moment. I think I, I think it's like eighty nine one. I think it's like eighty nine point three or eighty nine point one. I, I can't remember. Right? It's one of those because it's, it's it, always a point when, and odd number. No, that no, no, works. Because because we have KVVC uh, when it transitions towards San Bernardino County, and we literally go one mile that way. It's like 89.2 or like 89.3, I think. It's got like great reception. It goes all the way to KVCR. Actually, I can pick that up in Covina as well. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're right. So that one. Um, oh, it's uh, fuck. 88.3. Is it 88.3 or 88.4? F- 
Yeah, 88.3 if I remember correctly. But actually, KVCR is uh, 91.9. Ah. So KVCR, 91.9. And um, on there, we have uh, David Fleming. Mm-hmm. You know, he's an awesome, awesome DJ. Dude. Uh, he... Um, you know he he does like all things considered and man it, yeah because <laughs> I've heard his name before yeah, I, yeah. I always listen to all things considered on yeah. uh, eighty nine point three which is I think the Orange County one oh is it really yeah it's the Orange County version and uh, so like hearing that name I'm like wait this sounds familiar yeah. dude. like because I listen to all things considered all the time yeah. like I, I don't look old but I am old <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's just, just a number as they said right true true yeah so Dave David was was uh. In the film as well, mm-hmm. uh, he helped us out, as did uh, you know DJ Mark Torres from uh, KPFK, uh, which is the radio station out in uh, North Hollywood. Okay, ah. yeah. Fuck, so you had some big time people. Yeah, you know, like we were really like fortunate. So KPFK is ninety point seven FM, um, and so Mark helped us out, and David, you know, Mark Torres and. Um, so Mark Torres is at uh, Mexican Spitfire on mm. um, on Instagram, and David Fleming is on Instagram at uh, that radio guy. Um, so you know, you I guys could follow tune a in. lot of more. Yeah, people. <laughs> fo- follow these guys, David to- um, <laughs> David Fleming and Mark Torres. You can and, hear Manny and, uh, trying to follow. <laughs> yeah, and El El Drumero, which is um, Gabriel Villa from Chicano Batman. You can follow Chicano Batman. So it's like we were really fortunate that these guys are so awesome to be in it. And then also we had uh, Taryn Proscal, uh, who is a, uh, f- uh, a script writer as well. And oh, she wow. was in it as well. Um, so you guys had a big time production. That's yeah. Rad. Yeah. Well, and shit, um, when you see the video and shit, dude, holy, it, it looks it, dude. Oh, I subscribed already, too. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So yeah. we'll be sure to, uh, uh, on uh, on the um, Double Trouble Network's YouTube, we'll be sure to share the link itself on our YouTube. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it on YouTube, our Facebook page, oh, awesome. all of Thanks. the fucking podcast fucking <laughs> stuff. Yeah, Thanks. we'll pimp that shit out real hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so like, don't be surprised if you start getting followers. All right, cool. <laughs> That's always nice. Uh, yeah, so this uh, film, it's called uh, Billy Reed and the Dream, and again, it was, it's a uh, Steinrec Studio production. And basically, it's a uh, we entered it into the My Road Reel uh, film competition, which is an annual film competition, um, huh. and the requirement has got to be like three minutes long. So we had to cut like a lot of you know, uh, you know, beloved footage that we really love. Do you and still have all that footage? Yes, we do. And okay, we're, then we're what actually- I suggest you do is there's actually a film festival that happens every year called the 909 Film Festival. Oh, really? Yeah. So their thing is. You can upload a video that's up to nine minutes and nine seconds. Oh wow, that's <laughs> great! The nine oh nine, yeah, film festival. We got a pseudo idea going on, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we just need to make sure that the music's on point for this one, <laughs> so as well as act- uh, actors. Yeah. Fuck, because there's there's a couple films that I've been wanting to do, like little independent films and shit, mm. and I'll, I'd totally be down to have your music in it. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Fuck so, yeah, dude. So um. Yeah, but this, uh, so we entered it into my road reel competition, so we'll find out uh, later this month 
you know, oh, okay. how, how it's done or whatnot. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're going to post about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll post about it. Unless you lose. <laughs> uh, no, even then, I'll still post about it. But exactly. basically, uh, exactly, because you never lose when you're fucking making music, dude. Exactly. <laughs> you just got to keep trying, you know. But um, yeah, this is a short film, it's a three minute film about a uh, street musician who struggles to rise to the top in the music industry, you know, and um, so, yeah. Man, these Chris directed it, and, and I wrote I wrote, wrote it, and uh, also uh, Liz Avalos, uh, you know, she did a lot of the, she did the editing, along with Chris as well. Uh, they're siblings, the Avalos uh, siblings, the brothers and sisters uh, Avalos. Mm -hmm. So, um Liz is of the Gaia House, so uh, she's put out some some uh, great material as well. Um, you know, um, she's she's had a, like Irene Diaz. Have you heard of her? No. She's an amazing artist. Uh, she's been on uh, NPR's Tiny Desk. But, um, she's been on NPR. <laughs> yeah, she's been on NPR. Um, as well as well as uh, Gabriel did something with with uh, some of the members of uh, La Santa Cecilia as well. Um, they've got you got to check check out uh, Liz's uh, page. It's uh, theguyhouse.com and theguyhouse. Mm -hmm. um, oh. G A I. My buddy Marilyn follows her. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Liz <laughs> the, Avalos the and G, the G A I A House. Yeah, uh, H A U S. Yeah. yeah, the Guy House. Yeah. So you find like Irene Diaz in there, and, and then mm. Gabriel's um, playing drums with some of the members from Santa Cecilia oh, on there cool. as well. Oh, dude, it's, it's really awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. dude. Yeah. How small uh, this universe is, you know? Like, yeah. It's, well, I mean, yeah, we're in California and everything, mm -hmm. but like, it's so interesting to see uh, how uh, like people that I've met over time, and mm -hmm. you you were at that you were at my house when we had that big ass show. Yeah, we and uh, we actually uh, my brothers. My brother and his friend uh, made a short film for the 909 Film Festival, mm -hmm. and we took out. Uh, we went out to downtown Pomona and everything recorded there. Mm -hmm. uh, I was actually in one of the scenes and everything. Oh, cool! And I didn't know at the time, but we ended up at his house, mm -hmm. and we were filming stuff there. Oh, cool! I had a big ass uh, show at the time, and mind you, I've, I've been a stickler for setting up good shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I've always somehow had that magic of just pulling in good bands awesome. and then just making a good show. Mm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, use my house as a, uh, <laughs> a public and, ground. And, yeah, as a public <laughs> ground. But I mean, it, it's always worked out because, it, you know, how the green, the grass was always green no matter what. Shit was always picked up, trash was always thrown away. But like, we've always managed to make sure that everybody respects the house. Mm -hmm. And oh, it was always a good time, especially the, the one where he showed up. Uh, we had an indie show. Mm. Uh, that's uh, where my buddy Marilyn was at. She uh, she was playing that show as well for. Uh, oh, she played. Yeah, she played that night. I forgot what her band was called. Oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, my buddy, my buddies in Jade Moon were playing, and my buddies in Storm Coast were playing, and a bunch of other bands were playing, and it, it was a really good night. We started maybe like around six, and we didn't end until like damn near twelve. Uh, yeah, so we like, were there around nine. Yeah, yeah, and and by the time you know. 12 o'clock hit and the cops came and they're like hey you guys need to shut this shit down the cops were listening to the music they're like oh you guys aren't even that bad you know i didn't, I didn't think it was gonna be that loud how uh, we it oh, would no, have been a lot worse if you guys sucked no no no. because the thing that night dude that night we had a, a bunch of stragglers everywhere and you know how house shows are there's stragglers everywhere yeah and it's hard to keep everybody in the back 
or within the confines of the house. So that night when the cops showed up, there's some dude tied up to a fucking palm tree in front of my house. And the cops were just like, what's up with that guy? <laughs> yeah, he tried to drive home drunk and we tied his ass down to the tree. We got his keys right here. <laughs> they were like, your keys? <laughs> no, we had his keys. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, we had his fucking keys. We took his keys. Uh, and no the cops were like, my keys. <laughs> and the cops were like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's rad. You guys are being responsible. All of us already in our late 20s were like, well, yeah, dude, the fuck? I'm like, driving drunk stupid. You know, I'd rather sleep on the fucking floor than drive drunk. And uh, the cops were like, all right, well, you know, just turn the music down a little bit. Have a nice night and you guys have fun. Okay, bye. <laughs> and, you know, just typical Pomona PD. Do not give a fuck. Yeah. And it, usually they either care too much or they don't. Don't. <laughs> and it was one of those nights where they didn't. And then they came back like three weeks well, later. He has that fucking experience. That one cop that was nice. Yeah. You know, people that, that was exactly. trying to be yeah. dickholes. <laughs> and she was from uh, CVS as well. Oh, no CVS. shit. Oh, it happened there <laughs> yeah. too? No, no. She didn't She didn't try to kick me out. I Actually, she, she was uh, nice about it. She's like, well, you know, he, like CVS doesn't want you here. And I was like, hmm, well, that certain manager doesn't want me here, you know. And so she was like, well, you know. And I asked her, I was like, okay, well, I'll leave, but, uh, you know, can you subscribe to my YouTube channel? And she was like, okay. <laughs> she was like, okay. I was like, all right, cool, thanks. Oh, yeah, dude. She, she, but she, she was like, this yeah, she was like, she, she was like, oh, you sound really good, you know. Because she listened for a while before before she told me to. Uh, oh, dude, to and that, 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 she that's when you know the cops are cool as hell, yeah. dude. Because yeah, yeah. we had a, um, maybe a few weeks later, we had that music video shoot in the backyard for mm-hmm. the Get On Fire. And, oh, uh, you guys fucking had for Get On Fire? Yeah, we did that one. What the fuck? Uh, fucking, so we had that, and mind you, that was a birthday show, too. It was uh, what the uh, fuck? my buddy Rob's, and it was my buddy Rob's birthday slash my neighbor Tony's birthday and everything, so we had a big show that night. And uh, by the time the cops showed up, we were already just playing. Uh, we had a DJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Um, his name's uh, Daniel Rios. Uh, but, you know, fucking. He went. He was a teacher at Pono High. So over the longest time, we called him Mr. Rios. So he was there. Wait, he was a DJ. teacher? Yeah, dude. What? Rios? Yeah, Mr. Rios. What the fuck? Yeah, he was, motherfucker was probably getting drunk with you guys. <laughs> no, no. He, um, Mr. Rios doesn't really drink, he just smokes. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, so fucking, um, he was playing his reggae by that time, and all the bands had already stopped, and we were just literally chilling and partying by that point. And so when the cops came through, dude, and we go to the front of the house, fucking one of the cops just like, Fucking dancing to the music, and I'm just like, okay, he's you feeling it. He feeling it's it. It's a Pomona cop, you know. He's fucking buzzed. Oh, dude, definitely. <laughs> so he's fucking feeling it, and like his other his partner's just like nodding his head, and it, it was literally by that point it was just reggae on the fucking on the DJ system, and he was just playing his vinyls. And uh, when the cops asked, like, hey, can you guys turn it down? We're like, all right, cool, no problem. And then he like kind of like backtracked a little bit. He was like, you know what? It's at a good volume. It's not too loud, dude. It's good. He looked yeah. at his he looked at his partner and he was like, It's good, right? Yeah, it's good. I like it. Okay, cool. Well you guys have a nice night. You guys take care, be safe, make sure nobody mm. drives drunk. We're like, no worries. I mean, you know damn well nobody's <laughs> fucking drinking back there. And he was just like I could smell it. You guys are good. <laughs> 
<laughs> and dude, that night was pre- it was pretty chill because like for the most part, like we've always dealt with asshole cops when it came to the oh. shows. But like that night, he was just super chill about it. Both of them were. They're just like, yeah, dude, like neighbor called, but uh, I don't I don't see any problem here. Yeah, <laughs> good. yeah. It's always it's always great when you have a nice cop. You know, right. I remember like one time I was over at uh, the Norms in. Uh, Claremont, right mm-hmm. down on Indian Hill. Yeah. And uh, I used to just right, go there all the wait, time. Wait, you were right there? Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd go busk there all the time, you know, usually like around midnights and stuff like that. But uh, there was uh, one morning I was there and um, this one uh, Claremont PD cop, she was, she was like so nice. I, I, I don't remember what her name was. The nice, uh, beautiful blonde, blonde cop. She was beautiful. <laughs> and uh, anyways, uh, so she, she uh, came by and, and um, the manager had, had uh, complained and stuff. You know, it's like, I'm on public property, you know? But um, I, I guess uh, some reason he didn't want me there or whatever. But so he called he called them and uh, she's like, well, you know, you're on public property. Let me go in there and find out what's going on. So she came out and she's like, well, he doesn't want you here. But I mean, really, like, you are on public property. You have a right to be here. And so, so she just like left it at that. And I was like, oh, cool, okay. Well, thank you, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's like, man, people have rights, you know, and so it's yeah. always nice when you have, like, great so, educated it, 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 police officers that know definitely. Like, well, the, people's the, rights and, and, and don't try to try to uh, step over that. You and, know, and, and that honestly, that's what I appreciated about the dudes when yeah. uh, they had came over, tried to shut the party down. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what, you guys are a good volume. You guys aren't too loud. And I was like, okay, cool. Because, yeah. like, I always made it a thing. I'm like, right. as long as we're not above a decibel level mm-hmm. where they can say something, and but we're loud enough where we can hear it in the backyard. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Yeah. And as long as we're not going past fucking two a.m. Yeah. And especially yeah. in Pomona, like Pomona is like our city. The city ordinance in Pomona, I think it says that you can't make uh, noise over. I think it's seventy-five decibels after eight p.m. Yep. And we made sure that we're under seventy-five the entire night. And uh, pretty much we filmed before 8 o'clock. Bring it was around, out the decibel reader. Dude, yeah. it was literally around 8 o'clock at night. We filmed. We fucking, they played music, probably like three, four bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did their thing. We filmed. Fucking Mr. Rios came out. He played his, his vinyl. We all smoked. I would like to see a decibel reader as well. I've never <laughs> seen one. Oh, they, they're funky looking, dude. They're funny. They look I'm like, like breathalyzers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm half tempted to go <laughs> onto the fucking thing, but no, they're they're uh, they're they're pretty funky looking instruments. They're probably about this big, and more often than not, than not they're designed to stick into a tailpipe, <laughs> so that yeah. uh, they could read uh, either motorcycle levels or as well as uh, car hot levels. Hot rods or something. Yeah, hot rods, yeah. but. It, it's rare for them to actually pull out the decibel reader for a show. Mm. Oh, they'll like, just say, oh, it's too fucking loud. Yeah, it's too fucking good. loud. I had uh, one cop tell me, oh, I can hear you over uh, 50 feet away. Oh, my like, God damn, so that's fucking that's loud. Like well, no fucking, fucking shit. You can hear, you can hear a conversation. You can hear a sneeze. You know, <laughs> like you could hear a whisper <laughs> from 50 feet away. It's like. Uh, ah, well, fuck, dude. Yeah. So you guys can follow <laughs> Billy Reed at Billy Reed, yeah, Music, Billy Reed on Music on Instagram and YouTube. Subscribe right. to his channel. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to be coming out with some more shit. Yes. So constantly writing. Um, just with, with the uh, working on the film and stuff, kind of like it. Songwriting kind of put took a back seat to that for right now. But, um, yeah, still writing. Once a songwriter, always a songwriter. <laughs> 
And if you guys want to listen to any other podcasts like this, you can go to iTunes or Spotify and find uh, Double the Trouble, The Graveyard Shift, uh, Fredo's Rants. The Venue Pod. This podcast that you were listening to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you're going to follow us on anything, you can follow us at Double the Trouble Network, The Venue Pod, The Graveyard Shift Show, Manny is Baking, at Billy Music Read, well, Billy, wait, what? Billy Read Music, <laughs> Billy Read Music. Yeah, at fuck, Billy I Read Music. It up. <laughs> so it, it's Billy Read Music on uh, both YouTube as well as Instagram. Yes. So in it's case of Instagram, it's all combined. But yeah, in- if you go to the Insta, the the Instagram is where I post where I will be performing, and uh, so it's kind of like a way f- people to keep track of where I'm going to mm-hmm. be at if they so, want to catch the performance. Go to at Billy Read Music, and then. The Billy Reed music is where I have fun also doing like the covers or whatnot. But and I will be posting my own original mu- music on my YouTube oh yeah. as well. And then you can also check out Billy Reed in the Dream. Yes, Billy Reed in the Dream on uh, my YouTube channel, which is Billy Reed Music. And that one's spaced. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, space or no space. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. yeah, either way, YouTube will be like, you'll here you find go, it. Yeah, just <laughs> try it and find it. I, I, I think you'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to let you go with uh, a little music right. from Billy Reed himself. You oh, guys. yeah, dude, I've been waiting all night for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, let's do a quick little mic check for your... Uh, reverb. Okay. Testing one, two, one, two. Yep. Oh, look at how live that sounds. <laughs> oh, dude, fuck yeah. Very live. <laughs> All right, guys. So this song is called Morning. comes and leaves in a hurry It doesn't have a lot of time It has countries to go and nations to see It's the essence of astronomy Stealing the darkness out of the sky The power of the sun will drain the sleep from your eyes Time spins and it doesn't stop It rotates like a winding clock It leads you away to the mountaintop The time is a commodity that cannot be bought Stealing the darkness out of the sky The power of the sun will drain asleep from your eyes
That was called morning. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna totally fangirl over this shit. <laughs> That that song was about just uh, kind of like um, appreciating the simpleness of, of what's going on, you know, around you at the time. And at that time, I was at a Starbucks, and um, it was actually at the Lakes. I don't know if you guys remember that, the Starbucks at the Lakes um, in West Covina. Oh, in West Covina. Yeah. And, and uh, basically, you know, like, they used to stay open until, like, like midnight, you know. And um, I think maybe even, like, 1 o'clock. Uh, one, o- 1 o'clock in the mornings on uh, weekends. Mm. So, I, you know, I would just go there and, and uh, read, read some books and then also write songs. And I remember just one day, you know, I was there and, and I was writing and you know 10 o'clock 11 o'clock passed and then midnight passed and then anyways uh, I, I realized when I looked up like no one was there no <laughs> one was there on the patio they, they were all closed up and locked up and everyone was gone so that's uh, you know I just remember like seeing the you know the sun and then it was morning so I you know I'd written morning huh but yeah <laughs> anyways um so I guess we'll do the next song. Yeah. Um, this song is called Medication. And it was uh, written during a, a time of... Uh, I was going through a little bit of depression, you know. And um, had some deaths in the family and stuff. So, And then uh, one of my friends had died as well. So uh, this song is called Morning. From life, from life, from life, from life. The sun was falling, the sky was a prison. Well, I was sinking in the well of depression. Vacation from life, from life, from life, from life. Well, I have friends who worship the Zoloft, and all it takes is the sun and the smiles to knock the socks off. Vacation from life, from life, from life, from life. And I remember on the day you died, I fell apart on the inside. And you are saying life was a joke. 
Constantly tuned, you know, just because uh, no, change in temperature. It's, it's good to tune, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, the change in temperature, you know, usually uh, affects the strings. So. Not just that, when uh, you're playing with all your heart, yeah, you can also yeah. shift out of tune. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's how I learned how to tune. Uh, with a cello oh you know, really I fucking I learned by ear <laughs> and I would feel it yeah and my teacher kind of got mad because she was like how come you're tuned by ear mm. uh, with uh, I would literally stick the the tuner knob into my ear mm. I'm kind of deaf oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd stick the tuner knob into my ear and I'd fucking start tuning either fine tuning or start hard tuning mm. and uh, one of the um, at the time we were at a competition which is why she got mad oh. and uh, w- one of the um one of the directors of the competition was like, oh, my God, I've never seen someone do that before. Mm. Out of, literally it? go out of their way to tune uh, before the next song. And I had literally asked him, I'm like, can you give me two seconds so I can tune real quick? Oh, yeah. And he was he was really impressed with it. And because of that, I literally went from third cello to first cello mm. within, a, uh, within a solid year. Nice. And she was like, what the? F-? She was pretty <laughs> much taken back. She didn't expect that from a freshman. Yeah. Also, on top of that, the directors weren't expecting a freshman to tune by ear mm-hmm. and also be able to tune it by ear. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of, a, I guess, a musician's thing to do. Yeah. You, know? you got to make sure everything stays in touch. Mm-hmm. But uh, on that note, let's get this rolling. <laughs> All right. So we do uh, one more song. Or two more one, songs? one more. Okay. All right. Uh, so I guess... I'm going to do uh, the song which is in the film, Billy Reed and the Dream, mm. which it was pretty much like based on. So it's called Stay Young Forever. And uh, it, again, it was written, you know, during a time of uh, a lot of heartache and, and being like, jaded with life. But trying to find, uh, you know, the inspiration and the meaning, you know, for uh, continuing, you know, just continuing to be, you know, optimistic you know, when everything seems kind of like dark and gray. So this is called Stay Young Forever. There comes a point in everybody's life when you're not as young 
as you used to be And you'll wake one day And you just won't feel the same And you won't know why But your world has changed And colors don't shine like they used to The stars don't shine like they used to The moon doesn't shine like it used to the sun doesn't shine like it used to Well I don't wanna get, I don't wanna get old, I don't wanna get old I wanna stay young forever, forever I don't wanna get, I don't wanna get old, I don't wanna get old I wanna stay young forever, forever And there comes a point Everybody's life when you're not as young and you're not so free and you wake one day and you're feeling in a change and you won't know why but we're not the same and colors don't shine like they used to the moon doesn't shine like it used to the sun doesn't shine like it used to And life doesn't shine like it used to Well I don't wanna get, I don't wanna get old, I don't wanna get old I wanna stay young forever, forever Everybody's life when you're not as young as you used to be. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, shit. Thank you, Billy Reed, for welcome. coming into this fucking podcast. You're very dude. welcome. Oh, Thank you for shit. having me here. Fuck, I appreciate dude. that. Shit. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I recorded those last uh, few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode. I uh, hope to see you soon at the next fucking gig. All right, guys. Take care. Best wishes. And, you know, stay in touch with all these people. Fucking follow Billy Reed on Instagram and shit. Follow many is baking. Billy Reed Music, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank uh, you. On Billy Instagram. Reed Music. Thank you. Fucking follow him. Fuck. <laughs> oh, and Billy Reed Music on YouTube as well. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much, guys. It's been a real pleasure to be here. Uh, no, thank dude, you, brother. Thank you. It was awesome having you. Shit. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace.